This episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by Wally Cases. Okay, moms, we have had a lot of cell phone covers over the years, and our kids have put them through the ringers. But we found one that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license. So no more losing those when you have to run into the store really quick. To purchase your Wally case, head over to our website, themomvoice.com, click Shop the Show, and find the Wally link. This will take you to their website where you can search your phone model, pick your design, and then at checkout, enter promo code MOMVOICE for 15% off. We know you're going to love it. Welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 103. Okay, Lauren, I really want to understand why God designed a woman's body in such a way that when you sit down to pee, there is never an indication into what direction the stream is going to go. Do you know what I'm talking Uh, about? Yes. Uh, George teases about this all the time, just with having three boys and one girl. Yes. And peeing out in the woods. He's always like, no, no, I'm not (laughs) dealing with her. No, it's just like, I'm not even going to do the pop and squat and help her because it's just erratic and crazy. It's ridiculous. Soaks a shoe in a tree and, you know, all the things above. It's crazy. So I'm in the doctor's office last week trying to give a urine sample. I promise not for a drug test, but for like my, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Anyway, I'm literally trying to catch the pee in the cup, and I'm like, what the freak is going on down there? That is so funny. I'm not even kidding. George is always like, worst design ever. Oh, my gosh. Just because, yeah, girls, it's just kind of a spray everywhere. No, wait, but have you seen, I guess there's, um, I guess, a contraption. It's like a cup that, like, cups all the way, like, up your kind of your front crotch a little bit to the bum a little bit, and you can pee in it. Because, like, same thing. Like, when boys were on a road trip, like, boys are dying to go pee they can just pee on the side of the road they can even pee in a cup if oh totally it comes worse comes to worse but a girl you can never get that guarantee never never never, never. And i guess there is a like contraption that you can just put up under like a little girl and she can pee and will catch all the pee and this so is like, meant for camping yeah well meant for yeah like emergency potty training cars whatever and i'm like yes oh my god how sad is it you need a full frontal shield to catch <laughs> any sort of pee that might go any direction but it's so true it's so true it's so annoying the things us women have to deal with yeah it's a bizarre and then while we're talking about the nether regions down there i had the thought the other night of have you ever tmi for little ears have you ever considered douching (sighs) tmi no i've never douched and i'm not even i haven't either quite sure i I, I think I understand the okay, concept. Okay, well, I, you know I went and looked it up. Okay, well, like, tell us what that is. Um, okay, so long time ago, like late 1800s, yes. it was like a birth control method. Okay. So they like legit have this bag that they would fill up with Lysol. No joke, Lysol. And the, they would tell the women to like lay down in the bathtub, tummy up, and like squirt it up into their vagina and let it all clean out the sperm and let it run out, right? It was like their form of birth control. That got outlawed like in the mid 1900s by some like decency acts in the United States. Oh my heck. And so then it like turned to being like a hygiene issue, right? Yeah, like a cleansing. A cleansing thing. And there are like major liberals out there against this. I know she's dying. No, We're talking no, about I'm this. No, I'm laughing. No, keep going. I'll tell you. I'll no, finish. but I just feel like I'm not sometimes laughing at that. 
I feel like sometimes there are certain times of the month where, real speak here, I just would love to feel a little fresher down there. Oh, of course. Okay. Amen. And I'm like, is this something I need to be doing occasionally, every now and then? But then again, I'm like, no, why do I have to do that? And I don't have to do that. I don't know. So Wait, anyway, do you buy I just want a product, ask. though? Do you buy a product to yeah. like squirt up there? Yeah. Totally. And it just strips out? Well, I don't know. I, I've never done it. What I was laughing, chuckling, is that like people will call people douchebags. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. And then the idea of that yes. visual of an actual douchebag, yes. it is like, oh, gross. No, I know. And the article <laughs> like I ended up reading about all this on, it was talking about that. Like the douchebag. Yes. Like how that phrase came about and all of the stuff. But I, I don't know. So I was just curious. I think it's a generational thing. I do too. I think like our generation just never was no. taught to douche and we don't douche. And so- And I don't but, even think it's healthy. I legit oh, don't really? think that. Okay. No, so no, no, it's no. not like some sort of- no. Because, okay, now here's a tangent. The toilet that starts with the B- b- Beignet. No. Beignet? It sounds like a beignet. No. You know what I'm talking yes, about. So it's for the water. You. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. My, my sister-in-law has one. one. Yeah, my sister-in-law. But it's- Oh my gosh. Sounds like a beignet. Is it a bee? It starts, it's a. You guys, look what are up. we look, saying? Look it up. What do I even call it? Um, Toilet that's Fancy squirts? toilet? Fancy Google toilet? Search? No, but does that do that for you? Or does that just no. clean out your parts? I, I don't think it shoots all the way up that hole, does it? Well, but couldn't it? Isn't it supposed to just clean out your bum? Like that you don't have to use toilet paper? I don't know. Toilet that shoots water is called. It's like a French um, word. A bidet. Bidet. <laughs> Told you. A B and it's like, sounds French. Bidet. Not with beignet. A, get a beignet and go on your bidet and have breakfast on your bidet. Oh, no, shoot. No, uh, no. Uh, but isn't that kind of a bidet or is it just to clean? Your I have bowels, no idea. Never done any of it. I haven't either. I don't know. But I heard bidet, bidets are cool. Bidets. But, bidet. Yeah. Bidet. Well, I know like when the toilet paper rush of 2020 was going oh, on. Sure. Every, every, um, yes, bidets were sold out. They were sold out. They were sold out online. Could not find one. That, oh my gosh. That Bizarre. is straight laughable. Like it to is. think back, that's straight laughable. It is. But I should just put out there that when I was reading about the douche, it's like not recommended because you don't need to be shooting chemicals up in your vagina. Oh, absolutely not. So we don't want to recommend it. Yeah. I think there's like a lot of bad things associated with it. Like, and in, in regards to like women's lib and all those things, yeah. like, why do we have to clean it out? You know, we don't mm-hmm. have to. You be you. Let the hair grow under yeah. your armpits. Yes. Yes. Let it let it do its thing. No, but on a serious note, they were saying like you have good bacteria down there. Yeah. And you don't want to mess that up. Right. So I get that. P- pH but balance, yeah. right? I don't know what they call it yes. on the commercial, the pH balance of things. Something going on. Something. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Well, that little, all right. That little anatomy lesson. I told you. Told yep. you I had a good one, Lauren. Yeah, that that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> she never knows. She never knows what I'm going to say. What she's going to throw me. What are you going to throw me no, today? I don't. But first, we want to talk to you about the Thrive Gut Health System. Do you suffer from bloating, constipation, pain, or a weak immune system? You may be surprised to find that your gut could be the culprit. Our gut communicates with our brain directly through nerves and hormones, and when your gut health is poor, it can directly contribute to these problems. Thankfully, it can be fixed with an improved diet and probiotics. Thrive makes this process super simple by offering an at-home gut health test so you can know the state of your gut health. Order a test, get results right to your phone, with a customized meal plan and personalized probiotics. At an affordable price and in the convenience of your own home, you can address these issues right away. With certified labs and secure privacy, Thrive can help you get your gut health back on track. 
Don't wait, order today. Go to trythrive.com forward slash mom voice for 50% off at checkout. Okay, well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about being a better listener. Man. And listening, kind of the art of listening. The art of listening and how to be better at it. And we just feel like this reflects in almost every relationship in your life. If it's as a friend, as a spouse, even as a parent, I think we all could listen to our children a little better. I mean, heck, they could listen to us way, way, way better. Totally. But, you know, there is kind of that two-way road and being really like having that love and respect to listen. And then when it comes to other relationships, like friendships or neighbors or your spouse, it is just crucial crucial to maintaining like a healthy relationship. Absolutely. I feel like so much internal hostility and feelings can kind of bubble up when you feel like you're not being listened to and not being heard. Not being heard. Yes. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's really hard. Okay. I think we should start out talking about being a better listener as a friend because okay. as women, I know we're all listening here and I think we talk so much about how friendship is so important to us in our lives. And I think it's so good in your well-being and your happiness. And being a good friend is really, half of it is being a good listener. Yeah. You want to be heard and vent and have your bad day, but it's a two-way street and you need to be able to listen and lend that ear to a friend when they need it too. Totally. The first thing I feel like they're always saying is just stop talking. Like number one rule, like when somebody really comes to you or they're trying to really talk to you about something, like resist the urge to talk. And this is so hard for me. I feel like this is so hard for me. And I think it's probably hard for anyone naturally. They want to give their opinion or their advice or jump in. Or you don't like silence. Yes. Like that can be horrible. Like not awkward, but you're like, oh, what do they want me to say? Like, I know. I think it's something that we all struggle with. You automatically want to make that person comfortable by jumping in and sharing a similar experience or like, making sure that they feel understood. You want to start talking, right? Absolutely. But that's not always the best approach. It is important. And it says here to validate them. And so by saying little phrases or, of course, nodding, those kind of things, we want them to feel validated in their feelings, even if maybe you think they're wrong or maybe even if you think something like negative about it. You don't agree with it. You you don't necessarily need to interject that yet. Kind of listen. Let them know that you're listening and, um, you know, and validate with comments like, oh, of course. And I I know what you're saying. And uh, I know. That must have been so hard. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So validating them, but then also finding the right time, maybe after or later when they ask you for your opinion to give your advice or your opinion. Now, what I was thinking I do bad here, and I have to ask you, is not that I necessarily give my opinion, but I love to interject like words. I do this. I like catch myself doing this. When I almost like I see someone stumbling how to express themselves, I say the word like, oh, you know, uh, I, the stupid word, yeah, but no. frustrated. You were frustrated. Yes, I was frustrated. And then they use my word and I'm like, yeah, but then maybe I'm doing the wrong thing there. Maybe I should not. Do you, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? I, know exactly I do that. What I do it a about. lot. I and think I, I, I can too, name to people like I, I literally in the last two weeks have had conversations with where I finish their sentence for them. And I don't know if it's helpful. And they're like, yes, she gets what I'm saying. Or if she's like, why does she keep talking in, in well, for me or over me. That was so rude. I can't tell what people would think. As I talk over you. No, I know. We're, we're different. We, this is different. This is a different dynamic. No, but. but what I was going to say is I think that that is a pitfall that we are so 
easily falling into with like our spouses and people we're comfortable with. Yes. Because we do know what they're thinking to some degree. We know them so well. We can finish their sentences. We almost anticipate what they're trying to say. So you're like filling it in for them. And I totally get that. But like every single thing that we read said, do not do that. Do not do that. It said like, let them figure out the words, let them work through their emotions, let them get the words out. And even if there is silence, let there be silence. Oh, see, it's there. so hard. I am. Uh, that means I'm a bad listener because no. I do that a lot. I finish someone's sentence th- and like no. nodding, thinking I'm engaging as a listener. And right there, I'm like trumping them. Like no. I shouldn't do that. Like no, I'm taking like, it away. It's the therapy thing. Yes. Like I've had a lot, I've talked about this therapy in my teenager years where I can so vividly remember being with the therapist and they're just being like silence mm-hmm. and they, they just kind of like wait, they like wait for you to get it out. And it's almost like, and I'm not saying you have to sit there for like five minutes with your best friend and like not say anything, but there's a quote here that says one of the most important tools is silence. Don't be afraid of it. Learn to hold it. And although it might feel uncomfortable, it won't feel to them. People will open up if you don't interrupt them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's so true. Yeah. And so I think in your instance where you're kind of like filling in, it may like redirect the conversation mm-hmm. inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. No, as I, I was know. like prepping for this, I just, that pot kept popping in my mind. You do this, Lauren, you do this a lot. And so I'm like, oh, am I like offending people, bothering people? Am I helping them in there? And, mm-hmm. but it's so true. I think make, forcing someone to like face they're feeling mm-hmm. and like, and, and say it out loud and say the words they are thinking, not what I'm thinking is crucial. Absolutely. And so that's super helpful. And I think like the articles that we were reading kind of to prep for this, they were more focused on like deep conversations. Like, oh, when somebody really needs to talk to you about something deep and hurtful and all of this. But I think like, yeah, obviously that's key about the silence part, but just being a day, a good listener in your day-to-day life would be like a huge, hugely impactful for yes. me. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? This is ironic because last night, like it was like two episodes, two weeks of the podcast collided. I had a friend reach out and wanted to grab a late dessert. She kind of had had a bad day. And I was like, absolutely, let's make it work. So anyways, I had in my mind some of these thoughts of like the listening and I'm just like, I'm just going to listen. She literally said in the text, vent. So I knew she was having a thing. And it was funny enough, it was a thing with siblings. So oh, it was like, yeah. it was overshadow from last week to, to you know, sibling like kind of friendship issues relationship. and whatnot. And to this week, and just trying to be a good friend and a listening ear and not to interject too much and just to listen. And I mean, those things and those relationships can be super complicated and we all know that. And so, um, so it was just funny. I, I just felt like both were like oh my worlds colliding there with like this subject and trying to be a better friend in that. But, and do you feel like you did a good job? Yeah, listening? I feel like I was definitely more quiet than I usually am. And so, and I don't know if that, and again, but then you almost feel a little like out, I felt out of character. I felt like normally I like love to throw in advice or throw in my tidbit. And so I was like, I hope she thinks I care, mm-hmm. but I also want her to say what she wants to say Absolutely. without me putting it in her mouth. So I think this is key where it depends on who you're listening to. Yeah. So if you're talking to a girlfriend and you know she's just venting about, I don't want to say it, her spouse, relationship, yeah, like absolutely. whatever, her her siblings, her mom, like whatever, maybe she does want to be validated. Mm-hmm. Maybe she does want to go like, yeah, that sucks. I cannot believe that. Like, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe that. And I think that's okay. But 
What I can't stand is when my husband starts interjecting, mm-hmm. when I need to get my feelings out yes. and I want to get my emotions out and we're all of a sudden like he's interjecting, mm-hmm. like even to validate me. I'm like, no, 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 like don't cut me off. You know what I mean? Because yes. the validation quickly turns into him trying to fix it. Fix it. Yes. And I don't want it to be fixed. You just want, yeah, you just want to be heard. I just want to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Such a good point. Specifically with friends, um, some other tips would be like setting the atmosphere, setting the tone, um, you know, not looking at your phone, not having your phone out, maybe putting the kids to bed or going away from the house. So you're mm-hmm. not distracted because mm-hmm. kids and phone or even your spouse, like huge distractions. So maybe go and maybe even over dinner might be too distracting. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to a park or go on a walk or, you know, if it's something very serious or maybe it's just more minor. Totally. And I think like all of this kind of goes hand in hand with the spouse, but like picking your timing also. So not only like getting away from the distractions, but like if you know that you are just in a bad headspace, not bad, a busy headspace, you have a slammed week, you've got a lot on your mind, maybe you're PMSing, maybe you know you're not in a sympathetic place. If you recognize it and like be open and upfront about that, Mm -hmm. I think that goes so far. Yes. Like so far in picking your timing. I agree. I agree. And especially because like, if you, if you threw that out in advance being like, this isn't a good time, I really want to help and I really want to hear what's going on, but this, I, this isn't a good time for me, I think is half the work because then it's, you can set the tone right, oh, you absolutely. can be the better friend and they're going to feel better and they're going to respect yes. that you said that, yes. I think. But like key point here is following up on it. Like, yeah. Don't be a crappy friend right. and not follow and up. And let it slip through. I know that sounds so terrible and so insensitive, but- it does nobody any favors mm-hmm. if you just space it, you yeah. know? And and I get that because moms have so much going on. We're managing so many schedules all the time, the dinners, everything. It just gets to be too much. No, another example came to my mind, and this is kind of going back to like interjecting advice. Before we steer too far from that, I wanted to, I can remember one time in my life where I felt like, I wasn't being listened to and I wasn't being heard. And I was a little frustrated too, because it was a hard time. It was right after my miscarriage. And I was having a conversation with someone who hadn't really seen me face to face since the miscarriage. And so, you know, asking lots of questions and da, 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 da. And I was, I felt like I was at a solid place. It wasn't like I was super emotional or fragile at the time, but yeah, just kind of talking it through And it was just so interesting how this person just kept volunteering their experience, what they know, what they read, what they think about it. And I, and this might sound mean and insensitive, even saying it out loud, but I just remember at that moment, that was not something I needed. I wanted them to hear how I felt about it. And Mm -hmm. and that's what I thought they wanted. I thought they wanted to hear, how are you doing? Like, what do you feel? And, and as every time I felt like I was going to share my thought or my feeling or emotion, it was like interjected. And again, that might've been like a nervous like reaction sure. oh, yeah. because it's such a fragile subject. And maybe this, I don't know, maybe someone out there needs to hear this. Maybe this will help next time. But in that moment, I felt like, oh, they, they, are they really, do they really care how I feel? Like, do they really care about this experience for me? Because I felt like they yeah. weren't listening. I right. felt like they didn't care in a weird way. And I felt like if anything, it backfired. And I felt like a little more frustrated than going into it because I just felt like it was a, 
not a one-upper necessarily, but just like, a, oh, I know this and a I've one read side this. Of conversation. And a one, yes. And yeah. I was like in such a, with such a serious thing, I was kind of like so taken back by it. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I don't think she knows anything about the situation or how I felt, but I mean, she shared her insight with me mm-hmm. and I guess that's fine. I know. But at the time, that's not what I like needed. Totally. Oh my gosh. Well, I think piggybacking on that, one of the major things all of the experts talk about is on top of like not interjecting, but try not to share your own experiences. Yes. And I think it's worth a bullet point because yes, it is. And to just point out, if you do ask a question, like, tell me about that. Like, what did you go through mm-hmm. with your miscarriage? Like, I want to know about it. Let them talk and try when you feel yourself coming up with a statement to say or something to say, ask yourself, why? Yes. Why am I wanting right. to talk right now? Right. Do you know what I mean? And I saw that in one of the things I was reading and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So interesting. Are you, to ask yourself, why do I want to talk? Mm-hmm. Am I doing it to de-elevate the situation and the right. emotion? Am I trying to like get her to move on? Am I trying to like pacify her? Am I trying to make myself feel better about how I got through something similar? You know what I mean? Like figure out your motivations there and maybe you'll be less willing to do that type of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I thought that was a really good tip of like checking yourself and your motivations. You know what I mean? I like that. On top of that is try really hard to focus on the person's emotion. Okay. So like if they are happy and we're talking about depressing stuff, but let's talk about it on the opposite. Somebody yes. just got a new job, right? Br- yes. Exciting. They're so happy. They're thrilled, whatever. Let them be happy. Like, let them get it all out and talk about all of the good things that will come of this and blah, 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 without saying, oh my gosh, yes. And I wonder what's going on with my husband's career. Like, I wonder why. And putting your stuff into it. Yes, <laughs> so true. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because automatically when you insert something about your life, it's like taking it away from them. Yes. It's you know? a, like, well, yes, it's kind of that Trump yeah. card of like, it just takes away. Yes. Um, and oh, I love that. I think that's such a good point. And you point. might not be meaning to do it, but that might be how it comes off. Right. You know and what you I mean? Know, yes. You want it, you want to come off. I mean, in your head, you might think, oh, we're bonding over this because we've both got similar stuff going on. Right. But they're not hearing that. They're right. like, just be excited for me. Yes. Be happy for be me. Happy for exactly. Me, you know, exactly. And I think that goes with the spouses as well. Oh, I know. Totally. Like, you know, if one has a good day and one yeah. has a bad day, it's like, let them day. tell you about their good day. Yes. And then it's like, you know, hopefully they ask in return, like, tell me about yours. And that's your moment. Because but like talking about the spouse behavior on this topic, I can remember so many days with my first daughter in that period where I wasn't working and the days were so long, Mm -hmm, Lauren, mm -hmm. so long. And I was so jealous of him that he got to go out and go to lunches with coworkers and swing by the mall and whatever. And be with adults. And be with adults. And that when he would come home and he would be having a good day, I can still remember what a beatdown I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a beatdown. Oh. Just like, well, you have no idea. You didn't get thrown up on today. You yeah. didn't change the, well, good for you. That yeah. type of thing. Yeah, you know? yes. Oh, the worst. So I feel like, man, and I know I still do it some days. I know I do because it's just, you know. Well, we're going to dive into spouses in a few minutes because yeah. I do think they deserve their own like level of listening in a sense or, or they, <laughs> they don't do. get their own level I of know. listening. Let's be real. I know. So we're going to go into that in a second. But um, two things. 
it's funny, as I'm literally listening to you talking, it's we have had a funny conversation about us on um, the podcast and we love to like finish each other's sentences. <laughs> we love to interject. We love to talk over each other. And like, we get that feedback and we understand it. You're not sitting here with us. So it's sometimes hard to translate. And so we try to be better at that. And even, even the other day with Sarah's editing, I even asked her, I'm like, do my like, uh-huh, right, yeah. Because I find myself when I want to talk with someone and Sarah, my best friend, I want to be like, uh-huh, yes. I'm like fueled with Talk it. girl. I yes. Say, yes. yes. Oh, right, right. But then in the editing room, she's just like, oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I'm like, is that annoying? Like, or does it? Because I feel like, again, it's a two-way street and I want to be like, yeah, right? I know. But then again, right there, that is like a prime example of like, just stop talking. No. Don't talk. No, I, I'm, I'm joke, like half joking. I totally like, think that's had, different. We had to define like, and in how it goes over to a listener, to you out there listening, does that even make sense? It's a two-way conversation and you're listening in how it all translates over. And so it's funny because I am just like such an uh, expressive person. And so I just, oh yeah, I know. I know. Okay, I know, right? Oh, and it could probably get so old. No, I think that's different. Well, it could get old, absolutely. But I think those situations, because we do the same thing when we're talking with our friends. Right. In person. And those are just the responses. Of course, not interjecting, but like validating. I'm listening. listening. I know what you mean. But it's just laughs. I'm with it, you, sister. But it's also laughable how it's different for the podcast world, oh, too. So we're learning. But, <laughs> no. So staying on top of that, I want to say on top of that is while you can interject some of those things, what are some other key body language things? Oh, that's so funny. I was going to say that next. Yes. Eye contact. Mm-hmm. The body language, period. Facing the person, listening, you know, again, not fidgeting with your stuff, not in your purse, not on your phone. I mean, really, as like elementary as that sounds, like looking at the Mm -hmm. person in their eyes. I'm like looking at Sarah's eyes right now. And so it's like paying attention. um, Head nodding. Yes. And it's funny. That's another thing I've noticed about myself lately. Sometimes I like to look off. I think it's like a nervous twitch or something. <laughs> I, I noticed it. I'm getting worse as I'm older, you Lord, guys. You need to stop I'm analyzing too yourself. Much, but like, I need to oh like focus on people's eyes more. I do. What? I do. You it's like do. a weird, like, I like look different places. Oh my gosh, stop it. Okay. Follow up question on the body contact or the body language. How do you feel about contact with someone who's trying to talk to you? You mean like, touching me? Like if you're having a hard time and they like put their hand on your hand as um, like a comfort, is that too far? Like, oh, it totally depends me. the friend. Yeah. But I think, you know, when tears are involved, I, I can't help but like hug somebody yeah. or try to like squeeze them or like, yeah, maybe grab their hand or something. Because then it's like, clearly this is like serious and yes. this is deep and I'm your friend. I'm here. Like, because yes. honestly, maybe your words can't do it, but maybe maybe the hug or, you know, just the touch can. But I definitely think you need to gauge that on like the the friendship level yes. because I do think I could weird someone out real quick. Oh, like, or somebody could weird me out. Weird you out. So quick. you would not like that. I don't know. When I'm in a raw spot, I need some space. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. And the more raw I'm feeling, the more space I need. But that's Legit. raw in like, angry PMS or raw like all of it my dog died be it all of it be it I'm raging be it I'm stressed out be it my anxiety is high I'd need time for my brain to like cool and I don't want anybody touching me mm-hmm. like at all not yeah. even my husband yeah yeah it's weird so the other thing that they said when you might be in a more um 
what is the word? Con- contentious. Contentious? Is yes. that it? A contentious conversation with a friend or a sibling, maybe, or a parent. Great point. Anybody yeah. like that is let them rage. If they need to rage, let them rage. So talking about like when someone is angry. So this woman who wrote a book on communication, she talked about how much she loves angry people because she's like, angry people are the best communicators. They say what they're thinking. They get all their emotion out, all of the things. But she was saying like, when somebody comes to you and they're very angry and you don't really know how to deal, that you need to recognize that they're usually feeling frightened they're afraid of something or they're just confused and they're Mm. to a point where their brain is just on overdrive. And so she's saying, give it time sometimes and let them say what they need to say. And that an effective way to deal with a tirade is don't like bite back, essentially, like let them come at you. And if you feel like you can calmly have the conversation, go ahead and say, Try and like reiterate what you think the problem is without yelling. But if you can't, take some time. Mm -hmm. And we do that. I don't know if you do that with George. Do you guys ever take time? Yeah. Yes. Sort of. We only do because I'm a I'm a quiet. What do you call that? Silent treatment person. Yes. Yes. I can't help it. I shut down. I can't help it either. But I oh, I just feel so much better when it like yeah we get it get it over with. And so I am definitely more of a. I, I mean, I'm a fighter. I am. No, like, I yeah. like to, I don't like to argue. Of I course, know. I don't like to argue. I but I like to say what I think. And I make sure that you understand what I think until you do. Yeah. And so I'm not going <laughs> to stop telling you till you understand. So like, I kind of, and, and and George would agree with that. And I, it's probably, it's definitely like a flaw of mine. Like, I just need to take a chill pill sometimes. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. And I think in turn could be used even on your children too, when they're like flipping out and mm-hmm. having a tantrum or a teenager's having a, freak out, just like kind of taking it back a little bit and like calming the situation down, asking the question. Pick your timing. Yeah. Like pick your timing to listen. Let's go into talking about our spouses. And since we've kind of graced over a few examples of that, um, I think poor husbands are the ones that get used and abused the most, right? In in the wrong, in in a good and a bad way. I mean, hopefully your, your husband's your biggest confidant and like, you know, the pillow talk and all the days and um, the kids and just everything on your mind. Hopefully that's a person you talk to the most. Yeah. Um, But also, again, like I said, I feel like you could kind of like abuse them the most because it's like this quote I thought was great um, because about your spouse, you know them so well and have known them probably the longest. Yes. And and this quote was um, the security and history and intimacy, being able to finish each other's sentences Treating your partner as if he or she is a part of yourself can mean our listening gets a little fuzzy. There's a kind of mutual dependency and men- mental um, enmeshment. Enmeshment, yeah, enmeshment. like being bonded. Yeah, That means you really have to struggle hard to listen to your partner as if he or she is a stranger. Yes. Which is so funny to think, but it's so true. Like your day's busy, you're doing the dishes, the kids are pulling on you, you're putting your makeup on, you're trying to listen. When you need to use all these basic skills still on your spouse. I know. And it it was like referring to the time, like think about when you were dating and you were in love and it was like all you could do was hang on their every word. Yeah. And kind of take it back to that, especially when it comes to important things or serious things or just even like bad days. They need you just Mm. like your friends need you. And so to kind of take it back to the, put your phone away, eye contact, listening, don't interrupt them, let them tell you. You just said something that is so thought-provoking to me. (laughs) 
Yes. I've had it thrown in my face before. I love you, Jeremy. You just said like you would listen to your friends. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten the comment that your friends get the better you? Oh, or or we yeah. have talked internally about how our husbands get the worst of us. Yes, I think we've talked about it on an episode. I think too. we have too. And I we, don't remember. We which have one. said our poor spouses get the worst version of ourselves. But don't you think that's true in all walk like all relationships to some degree? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean I think because I think we give that relationship the most and we expect the most from it. And so when there's any sort of letdown or disappointment or hurt. It's like twofold in my eyes, mm-hmm. because like I would never like freak out on you like I freak out on George. But then it's like, but it's also why, why is that? It's because, you know, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. serious. <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but I, I mean, I feel but the same true. way with Jeremy. Like I wasn't that way when we were dating mm-hmm. because no, I was right. wanting to impress him still and like, you know, but I feel like when you've had children together and you've gone through death together and grandparents dying or whatever. You've gone through freaking COVID together. Yeah, right? Yes. Amen. Like, I feel like, you know, that like they are your ride or die. Mm-hmm. Like they are there for all the nitty gritty and all of the postpartum, the baby bleeding, all the things. Right. They've seen right. It all right. Right. There is a next level that comes after 10 years or so of marriage where I just feel like, yeah, there's that underlying comfort for me anyway, where we do love each other so much. I don't feel like he's ever, I'm never going anywhere. And right. I in turn don't think he's ever going anywhere. Right. And so, but it does, it's not fair. It's not mm-hmm. fair to the relationship. And I don't think it's good for the relationship. No. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And I, yeah, I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we're all guilty of, you know, taking out our worst days or our bad attitudes or bad moods on our husbands. And so, of course, it's something we can all improve on. I have to blow your mind with this stat. I don't know if you read this, but she said the woman who wrote this book, it says, stop arguing and start talking. It's a relationship book. She says that she estimates most couples genuinely talk and listen to each other for only 20 minutes a week. Oh, what? (gasps) But you know what, Lauren? Like, she means actually looking at each other, having mm-hmm. a real conversation, mm-hmm. I might can kind of see how that happens. Oh, that's When you have all the kids moving in different directions, mm-hmm. you have work schedules, you have church going, like life is just freaking bonkers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I know sometimes when the kids get into bed finally and stuff, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I just like want the quiet for a second. Yes. And and then we we joke sometimes how we, okay, and then we have to turn on, turn it on and take care of the spouse and the husband. And if it's conversation or the bedroom or whatever it may be, there's like that need to fill too. And sometimes it's exhausting. And again, the one person in the world, you're just like, okay, just not now, not tonight, whatever. And you feel like they should understand that. But then 20 minutes, that's a sad number. Isn't that awful? That's awful. That's so sad. And so she actually suggests if you can try to reclaim just 10 minutes every single day where you sit down alone, no children around. And she says, sit on the sofa and listen to each other for five minutes each. And she even goes as far as to say, set an alarm. For five minutes. I know. No. Heaven. She she says to practice one-way listening. And what she means is you talk for five minutes and do not interrupt the person. Yes. Yes. And then they get to talk for five minutes and do not interrupt the person. Yeah. I like that. Like, whoa. 
Well, that's huge on like an argument level so that, you know, there's no rebuttals. Like, let me just say my piece and then you can tell me. But then also just day to day, that's interesting. Like literally think of all the different things you could say in five minutes. Oh my gosh. Don't interrupt or don't interject. Oh my gosh. Oh, but okay. Can I just say. What? If you need a timer for talking and if you need a timer for your sex life and if you need a timer for, you know, dinner. No, no, too many timers. I know. Too many timers. I know. I know. If you feel like that is you and you need a timer to talk to your husband, you might need to reevaluate other things too. Just like step back because totally that agree. kills me. Like yeah. to think actually you might have to turn a timer on to talk to each other. Yeah. But like, but Lauren, people are in that space. No, sometimes. I know they are. Yeah. But oh geez. It's so sad. I mean, there'll be nights where we're in a tiff and it's just like, whatever, good night. No, totally. But we make up for it on our good days. I mean, I make I mean, I follow him around. I literally follow him into the bathroom. I, he's like, go away. I'm like, no, you're not moving from there. Tell me what happened today. Where where's that? Where are we going? What is this plan? Like, I'm like, no, I corner him. And yeah. I'm like, you talking to me. Yeah. I probably yeah. talk too much. I'm no. just annoying. No, not um, at all. So I'm like, tell me. I know. Okay. Well, this is all good reminders for the spouse. Um, And I didn't read that stat. So that is a little mind blowing. Well, circling back to the pick your timing thing, I feel like this is crucial for relationships because I think we talked about it with the friendship thing, but I can vividly remember a time early in quarantine with Jeremy where we were like going through just adjusting to him being home all the time. I mean, I wouldn't even say we were fighting. It was just like we were finding our new normal with no childcare, the kids being home, him working from home, me working from home, trying to do the podcast, like doing church at home, doing school Mm -hmm. at home, like everything being at home. And I can just remember like conflict arising and whatever, but like us just literally saying, I said to him at one point, like, I know we need to talk about this, but like, I just can't, I don't have the mental capacity right now. Mm -hmm. Like we just need to like agree to disagree on some things. Well, and absolutely. In that situation, when you're together 24 seven, the last thing you want to do is talk some more. Jeez, you need the space. So I get that. Absolutely. It's too hard. And sometimes revisiting it, the time is right. You know what? That's the reason I really like Marco Polo is because, and we've talked about Marco a few times, but sometimes timing is not right for the other person, even if it's just a friend, like a catch up or fill you in or your spouse while they're at work. And that's why I like Marco is because, and I've said that to my sisters who who will try to call me and it's like not the ideal time, yeah. but I can push play when I, it works for me. Mm-hmm. And when I can sit and listen, and that is listening because you can interrupt, you can interject and you're just listening to what they're saying to you. And then you can either call them back or leave a message back. And it is like, and maybe that is why in a funny way, listen to me say this out loud. And maybe that is a why that I way why I think I've bonded so much with friends over Marco with COVID because it's kind of these one-sided conversations and you say what you think and you don't have, you're not like reading off of somebody. You're not like listening to them, interjecting or whatever. You're just saying what you want. And mm-hmm. then the other person gets to say what they want. Yeah. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. That's yeah. kind of the skills here that having that conversation um, but of course, it's no, technology. It's I think different. you have to be careful with Marco, especially <laughs> because you're not reading people. Is you're that why you're not people, reading people's and I reactions? Think you have to do it in the right headspace. I I think like there have been moments where I've recorded a Marco in like a hot moment where I regret it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like so. I that's my only thing is like pick your timing. You are good about that, like. I I tend to be more impulsive and I'm more like just say what I mean right then. 
on on Marco. Yeah. Right. You can be more intentional and it's harder for me to do that. So I think that can get you in sticky situations. Sure. Absolutely. With Marco, when you press that button off like a quick reaction. Yeah. yeah. You have to be careful, like be willing to like feel that feeling on video. For but at least you now. can delete it if, there, if, if you catch, if it, you catch it in time. Yeah. In real life, you can't delete your words. At least you can delete that. No, I'm kidding. Dude. I'm kidding. No. So it's such a good point. Totally. Um, okay. And then last, we just wanted to talk on and touch on the children, like yeah. being better listeners as moms and parents. And totally. I think like almost every single thing we've just said can translate over to children. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> of course, they kind of just can also get the brunt of it. And we just can get distracted or busy and even just little things. So I think about my kids and how sometimes I can brush it off. And it, it gives examples of just being on the phone or, you know, not literally listening to what they're saying, yeah. but nodding and doing that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I, I think when you're in the car, that is an awesome time to like ask the questions and to listen and get it out of them. I totally agree. I mean, if it's carpool or just even driving to classes or dance or whatever, sometimes I'm like, not like, what do I talk about? It's never like, oh, this is awkward. But I'm like, what do, what what should I say that's like meaningful? And we have these few minutes alone, which is not very often. And so, but even just listening and letting them share their thoughts, their day, their take on something, their take on the world. I mean, little kids have such a variety of views. Totally. Another thing that I thought was such a good pointer, specifically with the children, is don't try to fix it Mm -hmm. right away. So as parents, I mean, even from the time that they're babies, the second that they fall, we pick them up and we're like, oh, it's okay. You've got it. You can do this. It's okay. You're not hurt. You're okay. You're good. We're like trying to minimize their emotional impact from falling, right? We're trying right. to fix it. So I think as you're talking to your children, like don't try and resist that urge to jump in and fix it or right. or say, so for example, oh, Susie didn't sit by me at lunch today. And mm-hmm. I really, I was really sad that she didn't. And she sat with so-and-so in- instead of saying, yeah, but she probably will tomorrow. You know, she'll probably be there tomorrow and she'll yeah. sit with you tomorrow. That immediately discounts her feelings Mm -hmm. and like your daughter's worries and insecurities. And you could be like, oh, yeah, like instead say, oh, I know. I bet that was a bummer. Like, how'd that make you feel? And let her be like, well, whatever. And then just keep following up with questions of how that made them feel or help them work through the emotion if they need to talk about it. I agree. Following up with questions instead of more like statements or um, summarizing what yes, they said. Yes. Like rephrasing it so to they make know, sure. Yeah. Or, and so they know that you heard them. And another example they share here, instead of using the word but, so when they're kind of being dramatic, oh, it felt like I was going to die. Instead of like discounting what they're saying and belittling what they're saying, like you weren't going to die. Oh my gosh. Da, da, da. It wasn't that bad. Using the words even though instead. Yeah. So they suggest instead of maybe doing the but, try to train yourself to say even though. So, for example, even though you know it's only one party, you're still disappointed to be missing it. And I totally get that. Yeah, you'd get that. Exactly. And I think watching your phrasing period when you're responding to kids so that you do kind of, again, like we said, validate them, know that they're being heard and not just brushing it off. I just feel like I can Mm. so easily do that. And and just being like, oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's, It's okay. It's okay. But really just listening to what they're saying. And yeah, maybe rearranging some words, even though you have to kind of parent and maybe construct the moment, 
but like watching your words really carefully, like those butts or just, oh, you know, can really uplift them and make them feel better. Yeah. Come back around, process their own emotions, like all those things. I think listening to kids, listening to their days, hearing their stories are so crucial. I think it's really important in them processing the world, but also like bonding you two and mm-hmm. being able to like feel how they feel because they're gone for so many hours a day. I know. You know, and it's like connect connecting and asking the questions and and just being present for them. I totally agree. And I think even if, you know, your daughter comes to talk to you after school and you're trying to write an email or you're busy, you're preoccupied or something, I think you can totally recover from that if at bedtime you linger for like 10 minutes and like, hey, what were you trying to talk to me about earlier? Like, I'm so sorry. I was distracted. It's been a crazy day, but I really want to know. You were talking about Susie and lunchtime. I want to hear about it. Let's talk about it now. Tell me what happened. Taking like the quiet moments before bed. I mean, I do that now already. I try and connect with each child. Some, I mean, it's more minimal the younger they are, but like, especially with Landon and Kate, we always have two to three minute quick Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, and you've given a good example in the past too. Like if it really is a bad time, and again, just like with a friend, like I want to talk about this, let's schedule time or I'm going to get back to you. Um, Same thing. If it's something really important and you don't want them to like feel bad or not important, um, just say, let, I have to finish this and then we're going to go outside and I want to hear all about it or like schedule the little time. Let me just finish this phone call for work and then we're going to go for a drive and Mm -hmm. get a soda and I want to hear all about it, you know? And so I think even just like inserting those timeframes and just respecting what they're saying, but giving it the right time. And I think communicating that to your Mm -hmm. child, because I think so many times as parents, we're just like, not now, not now. I can't do it right now. Not Mm -hmm. right now but they don't understand why, right? right. They don't understand why they're getting the brush off. And so just communicating, hey, mom has to do this work email super fast. I've Mm got to get it out. I'm not ignoring you. I promise I'm not ignoring you. I want to hear about it. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. Instead of just going to that default of like, oh my gosh, leave me alone. I can't do it right now. Yes, and getting upset. No, I'm getting mad. Yes, it's easy to get frustrated. I mean, it's natural. And I think that's normal. So I don't know. Hopefully this helped. Yes, you guys. I no. I think that these are some great reminders, great tools, things to kind of analyze for yourself with listening to either your husband or a friend, and just even how we talk and listen to our kids. Totally. So oh I mean, gosh. it is kind of an art, and I I can I can tell you like I know for sure the friends that I bond and strengthen my friendships over more are the ones that are like reciprocal reciprocating it. And it's like a two-way street. And I don't feel like I'm giving, giving with nothing back. It's people that care and listen back and just want to help me and validate and, you know, are there for me when I need them. Totally. I totally agree with that. And then there's a whole nother conversation that could be had in sharing and like how, like, because you just said the friends who listen to you and who you give to, but then I, I also feel like if you do entrust to people and you confide in friends, you also kind of want that back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like I've known people in the past where 
I just feel like at times I've poured my soul out to them or they know so much. And like, I never feel like they confide in me mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. trust me. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. So that's like a whole nother conversation it when, is. when friends are involved and siblings are involved or whatever. Right. Like, I feel like there's a validation there where you feel like, oh, they trust me enough to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? Sharing like the deeper inner workings yeah. of life. I mean, that's, yeah, that's important. And that's what friends are for. And I think right. I, I agree. You have to kind of volunteer that part at the right place in the right oh, time. Totally. Um, but you have to kind of give and take. Let give it be and take. reciprocated. Absolutely. On both sides. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was a fun conversation. I know. <laughs> no, but we, we actually were kind of tossing this idea around for a few yeah. weeks and I, I think it's a good one. So, okay. We're all going to be better listeners, right? Yep. Let's yes, it. we are. Okay. Um, let's wrap up the show with our weekly hit and miss. What was your hit Lauren? Well, I have kind of have like two quick, what quick hits today oh. is my, my 11 year old's birthday Yay! and Tristan, and you've heard me mention Tristan a time or two here before as probably like unfortunately mostly on the negative my harder child my oldest child my harder son and I just wanted to say like I feel like you know things are coming around and he is you know growing up and maturing and I love him and I'm I'm just proud of him and so no he happy birthday buddy and so no where do the years go I know where do the years go he's getting so old and I know that I like vent here in like my moments of like troubles and hard, but he's like such a good kid and he has such like, he's so polite and well-mannered and good hearted and he really tries so hard. So like, I have to. He's so much like you. I, yeah. You realize I that, know, right? I know. That's probably, it's Clash of the Titans for he's sure. He's ready to party at any time. I know. He is such <laughs> a party animal. Always up for a good time. Always. <gasps> But um, so yeah, much. I subbed out. My other hit was I subbed out a soda today mm. um, for, you know, a protein shake. And I was like, OK, I if I can like minimize the sodas here and there and use an alternative. We got these one stop nutrition protein shakes and they're so yummy. Which and they're one? like they're like kind of like a meal replacement, mm-hmm. but they're filling and they're satisfying. So this has been really yummy. I know one of our friends gets them all the time. I know. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've only gotten them a handful of times, but they're good. Yeah, there's a location here not pretty close to us. What are their crossroads? Higley and, and Ray. Higley Ray. And Ray. Close to and our Gilbert. office here. Yeah. And they'll give you a dollar off if you mention the mom voice. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah. go try it out. Go do that. Get a dollar off because they can get expensive. <laughs> oh, I, I know. They do yeah, add all up. of that I stuff. know. Unfortunately, I know. Healthy living is expensive oh, living. God. Come well, on. Have you seen the in and outs prices have gone up? No, every single place's price has gone up. Lauren. Every single place. I rolled through in and out last Groceries, night. Groceries, Chick-fil-A, everything's gone up. I about died. I feel like In-N-Out used to be the one place that was get like, like cheap. a $3 burger. No. Yeah. No. I was I, so sad. Chick-fil-A gone up too. I was there the other day. Um, uh, yeah. You can think you know who. All right. Oh, your hit, girl. I know. I know. Okay. Well, my hit is kind of a mess and a hit. So to be honest, I had like a run-in. Well, not a run-in, but my landing got in trouble for something over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, or Monday. It was President's Day. We had the day off from school. It felt like the weekend. Whatever. He got in trouble and it was towards the end of the day. It was yeah. like six o'clock. So yeah. I'm like, you're done. Go to your room for the rest of the day. Like till bedtime, you're in there. And he knew he had screwed up. And so I don't know. But do you ever have those moments where you're like, oh, that was too harsh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh. Right. But then you can't back down because then you like lose the power. Right. Sure. So it was like the sweetest thing ever, Lauren. 
Kate came to me like 20 minutes in when she had like Nintendo time. It was supposed to be her Nintendo time. And she's like, Mom, do you care if I go read a book to Landon? Oh, what? Hold the phone. My heart almost jumped out of my chest. Oh, no joke. No joke. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I would love that, Kate, because, you know, mommy was kind of mean and you're his friend and that the brainwashing. Yes. You're, you're his buddy and you're his big sister. That would be so sweet. But but close the door. He needs his door closed. So, oh, my gosh, I legit videoed it. I let it go oh. on. They were in there reading, having a good old time playing. And I just was like, gosh. So it was my kind of a miss in a way that I overreacted and I fr- lost my crap. But then such a hit that I'm doing something right. Oh my gosh, that's that huge! I was like, Whoa, that's, that's so, so sweet. Cool, that's right? awesome. That's it awesome. Was so cute. Okay, what was your miss? My miss is well, I guess a question for you. Oh, do you do? Um, and I don't know what people do. Like, do you do gifts for like all extended cousins or aunts oh. and uncles or mm. just your nep- nieces and nephews no. for their birthday? I wish I did. So like if it's a bigger birthday, like mm-hmm. I'll call that like a milestone birthday. Yeah, right. And right. You, de- you define what that is. Like it could be their baptism year right. or, you know, turning a teenager, whatever. I don't know. I'll, I tend to send something yeah. like Amazon or something like that. But no, I'm I'm not the best at it. No, I know, and every family's so different. But what about I mean, you? I know we do we do do presents for all of our cousins on my side, I should say, and that's just like I don't know how it's rolled out. And wow. so I just drop the ball left and right, and a lot of them live out of town, and so it is nice because it can fortunately be like as easy as Amazon, but I just dropped the ball too much and I just missed another birthday and it got there a little late. That and I'm is like, so Dang much it. to keep up on. It, 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 that can be. So I don't know. I was just curious, like, do most people do like, wow. you know, or is it just at a party or not? I don't yeah, know. So definitely if there's like a party, right, we're right. coming with a gift, obviously, right? Yeah. Or even a dinner or if they're the parents acknowledging it in some way, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, oh, I wish, I mean, growing no. up, my I, I, my aunts did and I mean, I know, no, and it is uh, so fun and it's like, it, no, it's yeah. so fun to obviously get a present from a cousin yeah. and all these things. No, but it can be a lot sometimes. And I'm, I, I just need to stay on top of it. I just, oh, I we that. have um, a nephew that lives in Virginia and he's a Valentine's birthday. And I just like drop the ball. And oh. I always like think all week, okay, get it done, get it done and then order it or whatever. And then it's just that's the t- so timing. Ah, I know. So that's, that's, that's my that's mess. Yes. I hate that. When you're a slave to the shipping schedule. I know, right. Two I days, shoot, Prime. Uh, I know. Okay, well, my miss of the week is, uh, I don't know, but this last this last week, the PMS hit me hard, Lauren. Yes. And I don't know why some months it's worse than others, it but is. it's like I had legit, I knew it was coming like two or three days before it hit. And I literally said out loud to my husband, okay, I can feel, I can feel it coming. And beware. I, beware. And I really need you to not, uh, you know, do something that's going to make me mad. Like I can feel <laughs> it coming. Do you know what I mean? Well, not even don't do anything that makes me mad or just like keep your distance or be super yeah. nice. Like, I don't know, one or the other, like coddle me or like just Give stay me space. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just felt like I was in super rage mode, like just not cool. And then it happened to hit while we went, snow like up to the snow with my husband's family and man is is the snow and kids just not a beating at points it's a 
it, it's a big task. Man. Absolutely. It's a hard work. Like yeah. I came back with mad respect for the snow moms. Yeah. And I know. all the gear. And all it's not you. even that my kids were bad. It was just like there's always something to tend to. Yes. Yeah. Constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My gloves are loose. Can you pull my pants up? Oh, I'm my this is wet. My blah, blah, like my beanie needs to be fixed. Like something always. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. holy crap! I think if they grow up in it, they're just like a little more accustomed to it. So for us, like desert rats, we're like, what is this stuff? Oh it's it's hard. Gosh. But I have always thought living in snow with the layers and the boots and the driving and the shoveling and all the things. I feel like snow is a lot of work. Oh my gosh. And I feel like, yeah, I do. I, so I just much. do. And it's cold and it's really, really cold. So hats off to all you snow yeah. moms. Your beanie's off to You're you guys. Your beanie's <laughs> off. You're doing so good. We're I proud know. of you. Hang in there. Well, we're, we're at 68 degrees. Oh, it's sunny. Won't, don't say that. We <laughs> might get some hate. All right, I guys. Know. Well, that was our show for today. Thanks so much for hanging out. We're so glad that you're here. And if you enjoyed the show, we would absolutely love it if you shared us with your friends, your family, maybe somebody who needs to learn the art of listening. I know, right? Just slide that over. Just I'm totally say, hey, kidding. This is a good one. No. Totally, totally <laughs> kidding. But seriously, if you do share us on social, please tag us. We'd love to just see it and say hi to you in the DMs. And we love chatting with you. You yeah, can talk to us do. on Instagram. We are at the Mom Voice Podcast. We're on TikTok, YouTube, all the socials pretty much. And we're around. You can come say hi, ask us any questions that you have. And we also have some fun improvements to our website lately. You can now go to Shop the Show and see things we're talking about on the episode, sponsor discount codes, things like that. So we have a really good reference for you there. There's also our listener survey, which we would absolutely love, love, love if you took the time to do that. It just kind of tells us some insights about who's listening, who our audience is, what you like, what you don't, helps us give you better content. Absolutely. Please go do it. We would love that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Lauren? Mm, That is it today. All right, guys. Well, we hope you have a fantastic week. We are back every single Monday with brand new episodes. So we will see you then. All right. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye.